Broadcasting live from the little town of Clara, County Offaly, it's What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Get in touch today through all our social channels and have your say. Oh, and thanks for listening. Now it's over to you, Lloyd. What's the story? Hi everybody, hope you're well. This is Lloyd here from What's the Story. Hope you're doing okay this week. This is a small podcast, I suppose, or a short podcast that I did with Anne-Marie Kelly from Midlands 103. It's part of her Open Door podcast that's on every Monday night on Midlands 103 at 7 o'clock. She came out here and she interviewed me in my own little studio. It was a bit strange to be on the other end of the microphone and not asking the questions, but it, it turned out nice and it was for Chucky. And a little bit about the podcast and the song we brought out for Chucky as well. So I hope you enjoy it. I said I just put it out there. So thanks a million. Have a listen. So Lloyd, it's lovely to see you. And let me explain to listeners, you know, this is, um, what are we doing? We're reversing roles, right? I'm sitting in your studio, social distancing and perspex up, right? You have a little beautiful studio in Clara. It's, uh, I, I love it already. Uh, you have your own podcast. And we just realised that we already know each other because we used to work <laughs> together years ago. That's right, Emery, yeah. Well, a little bit of experience I did years ago in Radio 3 as it was then. And uh, I loved it. It was great crack. And I uh, just had a hunger for it ever since. Obviously, but family and job got in the way, so I never took it a step further. But I said, now I'm 40, I might as well do my own thing. Yes, you know? but you, I mean, your eyes, I, I said, I know you from somewhere. You're like, yeah, I used to work with you. I go, what? <laughs> but uh, it's lovely to be here. And, you know, you normally interview people. So, you know, I'm going to be interviewing you today. Great. <laughs> so you can relax now. You, know, you can't the, relax. The, the foot worse. is on the other shoe, whatever you call it. Yeah. So, um Look, I'm here because of a bit of sadness in your life. I know uh, Chucky was your nephew. Was That's it? right, yeah. And I thought to myself, what a beautiful song. You have a lovely voice. And I never saw you in that guise before. Yeah. So let, let's have our listeners listen to a little bit of this this evening. So I just hung up the phone Took a walk to clear my head This is where the walking led can't believe you're really gone Don't feel like going home So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier Watch the sunset disappear And drink a beer is this an original song, is it? No, it's not an original song. And just to go back, firstly, like I was a drummer in a band. I, I don't like being out front or anything like that. Okay. So this is way out of my comfort zone. I might sing a song in a pub at that time, you know, but, but my father or whatever. Um, it's not an original song. It's a, it's a song that my nephew Chucky loved because he was big, massive fan into American country music. Right. He just loved it. And we always forward each other songs every day. And he'd send me on, this is a cracker, listen to this. You know? And he sent me on... That drink of beer a long time ago because it's out a long time. Luke Bryan has it in 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 America, right? And uh, it was a song that was played at John's graveside because with the church and everything, you know, the drink of beer wasn't really kind of a, <laughs> something you could play at the church. No, you know? so we played it at the graveside anyway and did a little toast to him. And I suppose to be honest, I'm not one for going to the grave and and things like that. Now I know that some people might think that's strange, but it's not. But I remember him in other ways, yeah. you know. And I thought this would be a nice way to remember John, to record, drink a beer 
and do a it's little lovely, video. It's lovely, though. I mean, I really mean it, Lloyd. I was quite emotional watching it. I didn't. I don't know Chucky. Yeah. Um, and it, it's you. You do it with your heart. Yeah, it was it was tough to do, to be honest. Uh, even thinking about it now, you get emotional. But and when I seen the video first, it was very difficult. You know, just yeah. to look at and the pictures and and I didn't want the video cheesy because he would have killed me anyway. It's not He'd be cheesy. Slagging me forever, <laughs> and I didn't want the pictures of him in your face. You know, for family because it is it's it's only three months. It's private. Yeah, and uh, so I just wanted it nice and subtle. And uh, my father was in it. He was the barman actually, is just handing yeah. us out the bar, uh, <laughs> handing us out the drinks. So I just thought it was nice for because John and my father were very close okay. as well. Okay, so tell us what happened to John. I mean, we for people who don't know him. Um, he obviously was quite a well-known character in, in Clara. Yeah, John was very popular. Uh, John was born in 1985. Uh, he was our first-born grandchild, and we have about 30 of those now. And he was born with cystic fibrosis. Um, back then, he was diagnosed in, in Ballinasloe. So I suppose John was fighting a fight from, from day one, and all family then uh, gathered around and that. Um, cystic fibrosis, for people who don't know, is a, a genetic disease which is, attacks the lungs, basically, that you will get a lot of lung infections and it also affects the digestive system, you know. So John was fighting this and um, obviously his parents were great and family trying to help him and things like that. And obviously medical advances now have come on so much. Um, but unfortunately, he, he lost that fight uh, three months ago with cystic fibrosis. He was 35. Yeah. Now, in 2008, John got a lung transplant, a double lung transplant, and that was like a miracle Did at the he? time. Really? Yeah, because nice. he was just chosen and straight over to Newcastle, Freeman Hospital in Newcastle. They were absolutely fantastic. And he got the lung transplant, and that was back in 2008. But I think John had a bit of a, a second wind in when he got the, the lung transplant. Like, like he lived life anyway. Mm. He was such a popular fella. You just walk into a pub or wherever with John, and he was the life and soul of the party and the fashion he had. I mean, I said he'd pajamas is dear and I have my whole wardrobe, you know, he was into his cars. And Do you, you think it's because he knew uh, that life was precious? Yeah, he definitely did. And he never got down, you know, maybe personally he, he might have thought um, differently, but publicly he never let the guard down. He was always very positive, visiting him in hospital and he'd be giving out to everyone and having the crack. And, you know, I remember... When he was in Vincent's hospital, there was an old man beside John and the old man obviously uh, had dementia or something, but they were having a bit of crack and the old man thought John uh, was his son. But of course, John loved the fact that the old man was having a bit of crack. Oh, so John gosh. kept it going for him and good morning, son. Oh, oh, how are you, that? You know, oh, things gosh. like that. So that's the sort of character he was. John then... Um, uh, he said got, he had a second wing. Wind. He had a second wind, yeah, of course, yeah, and lived life and, and travelled everywhere and a big fan of Conor McGregor. I was in Vegas many times and he has a brother in, in New York and a cousin was over there and went to Spain. He travelled everywhere and had a lovely car. And then he he met his now wife, Maria. They got married last March. Um, Didn't know he was married. Yeah, married to Maria. Maria is uh, from Romania. She's a lovely person. And they actually only moved into their new house there recently as well in Lucan Branch. That was a, a very proud day for the two of them. Mm. And he was very proud of that. I actually, I spoke to John. I visited him about a week and a half before he passed. And obviously nobody knew he was going to pass. Um... But I had a good chat with him and I was always trying to get him to come on the podcast, you know. And a lot of my family thought when I went up there that, come on, you have something, do you? And I said, I don't. And it was a regret, but look, he didn't want to do it. Well, no, you can't push. He, yeah. he, was, he was the sort of person yeah. that 
he didn't want people to think that he got a lung transplant and he now he was very sick. He didn't want to put that message yeah. out there, which, you know what I mean, was enough. noble in fairness for to him. Um, but we did a great chat and I remember he said to me that, um, I said, look, I think Maria was gone to the kitchen or something to make coffee. And I said, John, tell me, how, how, are, you, how are you feeling? What's going on? Because yeah. we were a good relationship. And he said that, um, look, I have hope, he says. Once I have hope, I have something. What happened you know, though? I mean, if he had the double lung transplant, what happened? Uh, well, over time, obviously, cystic fibrosis in the lungs do degenerate again. Okay. It's a, it's a start and it's a reset. And then the whole thing starts again. Rejection takes place then and uh, you know, the other complications and that. But um, that's what happens. It just, mm. some people would get some years over, some people 10 and some people, it just depends, you know. But, he got 12, did he? Yeah, which was which was very good. Mm. You know, very good. Well, and, he got to you know, fall in love. Got to fall in love. He got to have his brand new house. He got to get married. Had a lovely dog Ray he had. And <laughs> do you know, like he he's seen a lot. And of course, he was an, a massive Liverpool fan. And Liverpool had just won the title <laughs> not so long before John passed. And yeah. his last picture on his Instagram account, which is a brilliant picture of him holding the, the poster from the Sun newspaper the next day of Liverpool. The champions, you know, yeah. so I thought that was fitting. And, and would you have been a Liverpool fan as well? Yeah, I'm a Sunderland fan, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, so we had to crack over that. He'd be saying, What are you at there, League One? Jesus, yeah. like he really, you'd have to be up early to get a slag over John. So the final conversation you had with him, I know, and you were right, in fairness to you, Lloyd, actually, not to bring the mic up. It's hard, Some, you have to sometimes leave your job behind. And I understand the pressure you're under because. I, it's happened to me as well where your people go why, why didn't you bring your mic and I go well you can't he's not going to be natural with me or, yeah. so obviously he um, respected you and you respected him not to bring the microphone but what kind of a conversation did you have then? Um, to be honest when I seen him I was worried because yeah. people had said to me you know John's not that well and that conversation happened with John every year or every few months right. he's not well and I said come on geez, this is John like, he'll fight this no problem you know so I did get worried and I don't know why I went up. I just took it in a way, on, a, on a whim and I just went up and I didn't even know it was going up. I just arrived and it was probably the best thing I did, you know, because we had that conversation and it was, I was trying to get information off him, you know, as to how he were feeling. And basically I wanted to ask him, what do you think? Yes, are you okay? That's it for you. Yes. Do you think, you know, and I couldn't. And I remember we went out for a little walk at the back garden and he, he was hardly able to get out. He wanted to bring the dog, but he was just that sort of person that didn't want to show that he mm. couldn't. He was like, you know, come on, we'll go out and things like that. But he was back in his oxygen then at that time. And it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is very difficult. And it's the first loss we've had as a family. Like I'm a family of nine, um, 30 grandkids. So this really, really, yeah. this really rocked us because in the back of our minds we knew John was sick, but... You obviously never go after. No, never go and because he's that. so full of life, he sound, it sounds like it. He, full of life, fashion it was unbelievable. I remember he was at our wedding in two thousand eleven, and he wore a cravat. <laughs> and everybody was, "Who's the man with the cravat?" And I got him to read it, mask, because I knew he'd hate that. <laughs> but he did it for me anyway. But he was just that sort of. He'd wear a lemon pair of trousers and red shoes, or whatever. And, you know. Fair play to him. I wonder, you know, what kind of person he would have been if he didn't have cystic fibrosis. Will we will be talking about the same character? You know, obviously, I think sometimes an illness like that, you you decide to yourself, I'm going to just do what I have, I'm going to do. You know? Yeah, there probably was a certain bit of that, but I don't think so. I described him as he was like a real life Tony Soprano. That, that That's exactly what he was like. You know what I mean? He'd tell you where to go and, and if he wanted to, but 
You know, I don't think he would live life any differently. He was just that sort of person. Yeah. Um, but obviously being ill would make you think like, you know. Did it make you think any differently about yourself? Um, it definitely brought home the fact that you could just lose someone like that. Because we, we were camping with the kids. Obviously, we couldn't go away with COVID this year. So we went down to Tipperary and I was happy enough. No one said that. And, you know, the John was very sick or whatever. And my... I think my father rang me the day before he died. I said that John isn't that well. Do you know what I mean? I said, well, should I come home or what? Yeah. You know? No, you know, don't disappoint the kids, whatever. I said, right. I said, I'll go straight up when I get home. And I remember going to bed that night. Sandra's parents come down to see us as well. And um, I was just lying in bed and the, um, my phone rang, but I thought I was dreaming. So I didn't answer it. Okay. This was three o'clock in the morning in the middle of Tipperary somewhere. And then Sandra's phone rang. And then I kind of knew, then I was thinking, am I dreaming or not? And Sandra just, she was actually in another bed with the other, one of the other boys and I was in the bed with another guy. And she just pulled back the curtain and she said, uh, Chucky has passed. Oh no. And it was, I don't I can't describe it. It was just, it was gut-wrenching. Like, yeah, I, of course it is. I walked around the whole park that night and I was ringing people and of course nobody was answering because it was like three o'clock in the morning yeah. but you just wanted to reach out to somebody. No, you felt probably separate to it then. Yeah, and then the fact that Sandra told me I was thinking like, is this true or not? I wanted to hear from, yeah. you know, his mother or Celine or, or whatever. But It's so sad really. I suppose, how he 35, was he? 35, yeah. Yeah, yeah 35. But... Everybody you would talk to about John would say they were the, probably the most fullest 35 years. He has done things that guys 80 haven't done, you know. What did he work at? Know. John had his own business, actually. He was a BER assessor, very successful at that, building build energy rating. So, like, that was a marker to John. He never sat back and said, well, here, I'm going to go on me disability or whatever. Yes. He didn't. He got up his backside and he had a, a fantastic business, worked with some brilliant people. The comments after he passed away and... Um, do you know how good he was and good at his job? But I know Laura Dean, uh, who works in Midlands 103, a friend of mine, that's how I heard about this. Um, she said that he was the life and soul of the party. So it was a great joker. You know? Yeah, he was. And, and everybody would say that. And as I said, you'd have to be up early to get a slag over him because if you slagged first, you'd better be prepared <laughs> to get a serious one back. You know? So the song itself then, I mean, it was brave to do it. I think it's lovely. I, I love it because it's, it's natural. It's, it's a, na- a natural reaction to it. And as you said, you're not trying to play on emotions. No, I'm not. And I was kind of, <coughs> I was nervous about it because I didn't want people thinking it was about me and I didn't want it about me. I just wanted it about John, but in a subtle way. And I knew he loved the song. So my friend Barry Dunn, who's from Clara, he's a recording studio. He said, look, sure, come up and try it. Mm. So I said, Barry, I'm not a singer. I don't, I'm not into this. But I said, look, we'll do it. It's a great, th- you've got a great voice, Lloyd. You but, do, actually. But then when I heard it, then I was thinking like, geez, what, what does he do? Barry's like a magician. <laughs> <laughs> but will you release, I mean, what's the plan with it? I know you probably, it's so close to home and his family, but I mean, would you release it for charity or something like that? Or? There was no plan at all. Um just to get out the video and have it for family and friends on Facebook and that. And just, I suppose, as an extra way of, you know, putting in little comments about their memories of Chucky or whatever. So we'd all have that. Um, there was no plan. And then my friend Simon Casey said to me, why don't you just put it out or something yes, for charity? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't even know how to obviously do the podcast and that. And I didn't know I was into releasing songs or I'm not into that at all. I just wanted to, you know, do it. And, and I know you're not go. into it and that's okay, right? But you, I think... If it's going to serve something, maybe, um, you're not serving yourself. You're serving a charity or something that's close to Chucky's heart, maybe, or his yeah. family or whatever. Um, maybe, 
that look if you look at it that way. Yeah, I could actually. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to, to release things now. Anyway, you know, so probably will maybe closer to Christmas or something. We did. Um, I had some mugs actually recently done with the people used to ask me, would you sell the podcast mugs? <laughs> and so I said, I do one better. And I put um, the Cystic Fibrosis logo on the back oh, yeah. and chuck his name on it. So I sold loads of them. Uh, the local gift shop downtown Serenity sold them can for I me. Can I have so one? You can, yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> oh, listen. Um, so come here, the, let's go back to the podcast as well. You've been talking about that. And it's great to see you um, do this because this is the, n- the new way of listening. And I, I'm from a radio background and I'm saying this, but people, I suppose, can tune in a little bit finer detail if they want to hear a particular story from their particular area. Is that what this is about? Yeah, I suppose I wanted to get a local audio history of my town, which is Clara. It's a great town, a town I love. I've always had a, a Is passion. it the best town in Offaly? Is ah, it? it must be sure, yeah. I, yeah. Sure is. Tullamore Burr, come I, on. I know. Really, Mac. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, as some people call it the centre of the universe here. Uh, so, well, it is for so, some people, yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to get the audio history and I always had a thing that I would love to interview my father, you know, because he's 83, as I said, he's probably one of the oldest entertainers in the country. He's still playing away, obviously not with COVID. Uh, so I said, how am I going to get around to this? So anyway. Is I your just, dad uh, well known? What's his name? Uh, Paddy Bracken. Right. He'd be very well known, yeah, around different circles and playing in bands for years and years. Um, Good singer as well. Yeah, well, yeah, he's better than me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's a great character and I said I'd like to get that. So I said I'd start with a few other different people. And I was, during COVID, obviously, I played in a band, so we no gigs. Mm. So I said I was working, obviously, still working for On Post. And I said I'll start doing voiceovers because I wanted to do voiceovers. Mm. So I sent in a few demos and obviously to Niall O'Keefe in, in Midlands and and um, into Roy Jennings. So that was successful. I like, did a lot of work for Radio 3 and a lot of work for other radio stations now around the country, which is great. So then I said, right, start doing a bit of interviewing and just local characters, local steps, people that you might not hear of. You know, you might see them on the street and some people are a bit intriguing and you'd like to know a little bit more mm. about their life, you know. And we've had politicians, we've had charity workers, parade organisers. Barry Cowan, yes, no? Not yet. Barry has promised me, if you're listening, <laughs> Barry. Uh, but Barry was on another podcast last week about uh, Pat Ennis, was a guitar player who passed away a couple of years ago. And Barry was on that. So Barry is always very supportive. Good, in fairness. yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, anyone I've asked hasn't said no. Mm-hmm. They said maybe or whatever, including yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, no, it's been a great success. And uh, we're on episode 25 now. They're out every Thursday. Okay, Little Town Media. Little Town Media, yeah. The podcast is called What's the Story? So we normally open up with say, Anne-Marie Kelly, What's the Story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will come it. back because, I mean, you're doing me a... Um, um, a duty today and an honour to, to remember Chucky. So uh, let's hear the, f- the song in full and uh, let you introduce it. Okay, well, this is uh, one of my nephew, uh, John Chucky Dunn, his favourite song, and uh, he was a huge fan of country music and he's dearly missed and dedicate this song to Chucky. It's called Drink a Beer. Thanks so much. Thanks. <laughs> the news today I didn't know what to say So I just hung up the phone Took a walk to clear my head This is where the walking led 
can't believe you're really gone Don't feel like going home So I'm gonna sit right here On the edge of this pier Watch the sunset Drink a beer Funny how the good ones go Too soon but the good Lord knows The reasons why Sometimes the greater plan Understand right now it don't make sense. I can't make it all make sense. So I'm gonna sit by you on the edge of this street. Watch the sunset Thank you.